I love this sweater, but I also think I kind of look like a balloon. A balloon? A balloon. Oh, I don't see it. I like The way the- it's shaped. Gives me balloon energy. It very much doesn't for me. I like this sleeves because it kind of gives it like a feminine kind of cute. Like with the little, the ruffle at the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It gives it a little like, you know? (laughs) I look in the mirror and I'm like. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You can see no curve in this. has just become you clapping and me immediately laughing just giggling all of Every our time. episodes start off you're just dying and Every I'm just single like, one of them. Clap. there's not a single episode where i don't start with a laugh <laughs> <laughs> um when we were at the gym the other day uh there was like push-up claps not today but a while ago like the box push-ups with the claps were you mm-hmm. there that day yeah, yeah um kelsey was going around she's like yeah i almost told someone to catch the clap and then I realized, no, don't do that. <laughs> were we working out together that day? We were, because I had to run. I was there. I were was you? with you. That was the day that Karen stayed after mm-hmm. to show off her awesome push-ups. But I had to run, because I had to go to work. Right. Why didn't I have to? You had the day off. Oh, yeah, but I just left anyway, because I was tired. <laughs> well, yeah, you just yeah, you left with me instead yeah. of staying... But yeah, no, that was the day because it was like the clap box jump. Yeah, that was hard. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Working out, we're strong. We're so strong. <laughs> anyway, hello. Welcome back. See you there. How's it going? Oh my goodness! Smack on in. We're filming. Oh no no no! It's not like we have to get up to turn it on. Is it like Tuesday or something? Is it? Oh, it's Wednesday. Is it? I'm back. It's been a long day, and I'm stupid. <laughs> Sometimes Jamal's laugh. Which comes out on Tuesdays. <laughs> that is now a core memory. <laughs> Speaking of core memories, <laughs> we're talking about core memories today. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, that was phenomenal. <laughs> that was a good start, good start. Amazing stuff. Yeah, so we are going to talk about core memories because they're fun and very influential on who we are as people, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a hot topic, too. It is, especially after the movie Inside Out came out. Yeah. Even though, like, when researching this, it was kind of interesting how much they, like, talked about how much Inside Out got wrong about it, in a sense. Well, what, mem- like, memory formation or just emotions in general? In memory formation. Okay. Like, emotion, they didn't really talk about that when I was researching it. It was mostly just, like, memories, how, like... A core memory isn't just this golden ball that stays perfect and was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have, like, the islands that come from each core memory kind of thing. Yeah, Um, I'm with you. Yeah. 
So that was kind of interesting to learn about. But I don't remember what they said they were actually like. So just kind of, they're just regular memories. But like... What's a core memory, Michaela? <laughs> Can you tell my thinking face? Yeah. My dead silence and my, like, staring off into the distance. It's okay, I'll cut it out. <laughs> I'll just double it instead of cutting it out. I'll just put it longer. You're welcome for the awkward <laughs> silence. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm honestly, I'm trying to picture that scene stuff. So it's not as, like, highlighted as you think, or as... Well, because they have, like, in Inside Out, the memories are all, like, different colors for the emotion that you felt when you had that memory. But the core memories are yellow. They're, like, golden memories. Mm -hmm. And so they're in a special spot, and they're just, like, your special core memories that make up who you are. So, like, in the movie, I think her name is... Is it Piper or Riley? I think it's Riley. She was playing hockey with her dad or whatever, and that was her core memory. And so now she plays hockey, and that's who she is. And so then when she, like, loses her hockey core memory, she, like, loses that part of herself, and it kind of sends her into a spiral. But that's not so much how we actually experience core memories. Because, like, when I was trying to think of, like... Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of, like, what a core memory is for me. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, like five core memories that, like, made me who I am. That I can pick out facets of my personality that, like, relate back to that. I fully can. That's so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I can think of one. You're like, wow, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy for you, Michaela. (laughs) I can think of, like, one. Yeah. But I think I was that way before I even had that core memory, you know? Once I'm just dancing around, what is the memory? Like, let's okay. just go in, let's just okay. get into it. So I was, um, so I was homeschooled, except for grades one, grade four, and a month of grade five. And so this was either in grade four or grade five. And we were at this, like, camp. It was a field trip. And I brought my own lunch because that's just my family just sent me with my own lunch it was shepherd's mm-hmm. pie because i love shepherd's pie mm-hmm. but everyone else was buying lunch and so i really wanted to buy something mm-hmm. and so i had taken money and i don't know where i got the money from so this could be why there was the issue in the first place mm-hmm. um but i was like i want to buy something and i was like okay i'm gonna buy a joan soda Because I know that I can have them because they're cane sugar. They're a healthy thing that, like, was allowed in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I made the educated decision, in quotations, to buy the Jones soda. Mm -hmm. But I kept the bottle cap and I put the change back in my lunch kit. So when my mom was unpacking my lunch kit, she found those. Mm -hmm. And she was like, where did you get these? Like, why did you buy that? And she got really mad at me in my memory. Her memory's completely different. Um... And so, it really, like, it totally shaped, like, um, I don't, like, I think so much more before I make a purchase like that. Like, it was like, okay, I'm not allowed to buy things. And that same kind of memory happened Mm -hmm. quite a few times. But I think it was the dishonesty of not telling my mom that I had the money and that was my plan. I was just doing it, like, behind her back and hoping I didn't get caught. Mm. I think that's why I got in so much trouble. Yeah. 
But when I was talking with her about it um, a couple months ago, she was like, oh my goodness, that doesn't sound at all like something that I would get mad at you about. Like, that's so shocking that that's how you remember that because that's a very well-educated decision. You really thought that through. You made, like, a good choice for a fourth grader. Mm -hmm. Like, you respected what we wanted for you, Mm -hmm. but still like got something fun yeah and she like couldn't remember at all why she would have gotten mad at me about that but it was such a core memory for me it was like like struck fear into me about how i wasn't allowed to do that or something so i wonder if there's something about tone then otherwise because if she doesn't think that she would be mad quote unquote yeah but if she said something that then you interpreted as oh she's mad at me that, and then emotions yeah. rise and then that's why it ingrains yeah because i don't remember her getting mad at me mm-hmm. i remember buying it and drinking it and sitting in the little place eating my lunch and drinking my jones soda but it's with the connotation of or like the emotion of like that was bad oh so you did that before even going home it was bad like i knew that i was going to get in trouble if they found out oh and so it was like, oh, so like I'm the breaking the rules. Yeah. And then I did get in trouble. And I was like, shoot. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. And that's like such a prominent. And you don't think that's shaped how you are, though? Oh, no, I definitely. Like, I feel like, but I, if I was anticipating getting in trouble for it anyways, getting in trouble for that, I feel like hasn't. So it was like, a self, but it was a self-fulfilling prophecy then at that point. Oh, yeah. I think that's just my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Because I feel like I do that a lot of time. That's the same reason why, like, when I was a teenager, I wouldn't ask to do things because I was just afraid the answer was going to be no. That's most So teenagers. I would just make it no by not asking and not doing it. Oh, I was like, you know? I, I <laughs> yeah, like, I know. That's, that's why I had to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just snuck out instead of not asking. I was in the middle of And then <laughs> told my parents when I was 18. <laughs> when my sister was going through some stuff. <laughs> yeah. No. I distinctly remember my dad, like, we were driving in Winnipeg. My parents and my sister were fighting. My dad looks back and is like, have you done anything like this? And I said, oh, yeah, I've done it all and more. <laughs> But I'm like, what are you going to do? I'm 18. You can't yeah. stop me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, Marty's not living in the house. Yeah. What, what you're, you're 18, you're an adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still not very much in that mindset. Maybe you're 18 and an adult? Yeah. Or that- well, that I'm like 22 and they're like, my parents can't ground me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm positive for that because like, they know to be a good person, but... um otherwise oh yeah definitely i'm very good timid yeah that's fine (laughs) whatever (laughs) we don't talk about it so basically yeah the whole concept of like core memory is that it's something that is so influential on you as a person that you carry it through like the rest of your life um and so it can be as simple as getting like the skateboard at christmas that inspired you to be a professional skateboarder or whatever yeah. watching tony it was a tony hawk and you love tony hawk now and he promoted like whatever all that um but the the biggest thing that makes it a core memory versus like a memory memory is the emotion attached to it um the higher the emotion the more it gets ingrained mm-hmm. and so a lot of fears so to speak could yeah. be classified as core memories um 
<laughs> talking about a fear core memory. Oh yeah, I have one too. Should we just go through each one? Let's just go <laughs> Let's through just each go emotion. For it. <laughs> um, a fear core memory for me was so in first grade. <laughs> My lovely, lovely teacher. She was a great woman. Yeah. But she had this fun idea for Halloween um, to, re- oh, op- yeah. to give two book <laughs> options. Um, so the kids got to choose if they wanted the happy book and they're going to the gym to read the happy book or you stay in the classroom if you want like the spooky book. <laughs> Six-year-old Michaela chose the spooky book. I'm always a secretly a spooky bitch at heart. 100%. I love horror movies and stuff now. Um, but... So she's reading this book, and it's called Taily Poe. And anyone who's read <laughs> Taily Poe, not many people have, which is like concerning. Yeah, because I've never heard it. of it until Michaela had told me about it. Every time I talk about it, it was such like a core piece of who I was <laughs> until I was like, shit, you not sixteen. Really? Oh yeah. And so, what was it then that was like made you realize, or like, oh, it was just like the demon possessing my house. Tune into. Um, our pumpkin carving spooky story one yeah no Taylor Poe no longer scared me because like the little demon boy beside my bed scared me more no kidding (laughs) no kidding that visual terrified me so no so anyway she's reading Taylor Poe and basically the premise of the story is this like cat-like creature ripping this stomach out of this man in the woods because it ate its tail so it's trying to hunt before winter. And so the cat, not only... And you're reading this to six-year-olds. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> I was like, why was this allowed? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> Small towns are wild. 100%. Um, and, yeah. So it's like this man's hunting this cat in the winter so he can eat, so he can survive winter. It's him and his three dogs in this middle-of-the-woods cabin. And... The cat comes back for revenge. So it kills each dog one by one. Oh my goodness. And then breaks into this man's house when he's sleeping, rips his stomach open, and says, <gasps> Taily Poe, Taily Poe, I've got my Taily Poe. I hate that <laughs> so much. So, I had nightmares oh for goodness. years after that. No I wouldn't kidding. put my feet on the ground. Yeah. Like, and this carried through, like, I, the two distinct memories of from this fear of mine yeah. is the nightmare that I had at home a few oh, days no. later of Taily Poe above my bed jumping on me. Yikes! Okay, valid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, when I had then now moved to Alberta, I was waiting in the car for my mom and I was sitting in the car. I was the only one there. The garage door was shut or whatnot. We were right getting prepping to leave. Yeah. And my feet were on the ground. I was looking around and then suddenly I had the urge I needed to put my feet up. And so I would sit on every seat with my knees to my chin Yikes. because I was so afraid that Taylor Poe specifically was going to reach under the seat and I don't scratch like my ankle. I don't like this. But part of that also probably comes from when I was a kid. <laughs> my dad is this fun prank thing would um, hide underneath our beds <gasps> while we were brushing our teeth and grab our ankles as we went into That's bed. So mean. So between that and then now Taylor Poe and combining the two, yeah, I never walked close to a bed to get into bed. Yeah, I creatively, strategically and creatively placed my room around or had items in my room yeah. that I could poke my light with while I was already on the bed. Oh my goodness! So I would never walk onto my bed 
when it was dark because something was going to grab or scratch my ankles. Yikes. And so this is also kind of like point two on um, with memory is that it is fragile. So every time it recalls, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to go back the same way. So there are other influences that can then shape said memory. Yeah. And so I combined both like my dad, something fun, lighthearted or whatnot that was like funny, goofy, giggly. It wasn't actually terrifying like as yeah, a kid. Yeah, at that time. It yeah. was startling. Yeah. It wasn't terrifying. Yeah. And then m- mixed it up with this like scary creature. Yeah. Which is like, it just looks like a black static with green eyes. Like, that was the imagery in it. Yeah. Um, we'll see if we can find a photo of the book and then we can, like, put it on Instagram or something so that everyone else can have a visual as well. Yeah. You can see if I find a photo. You literally Google Taily Poe and it, it's there. Yeah. Um, I can picture the man. I can see his three dogs. I can see the cabin in the woods. I can see the, the bird's eye view of the said woods when it's like, Taily Poe, Taily Poe, I've got my Taily Poe. Like, oh. I have this book. To a fucking T <laughs> in my brain. It's just ingrained. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And also, side note, I'm talking about grade one. That's also when I, um, the whole, like, what's black and white and red all over? What, um, is, what is it? Isn't the right answer, like, a newspaper? No, it's a zebra with a sunburn journey. Oh, lol. <laughs> I thought it was a newspaper too, but that because that's yeah, also it, the also answer. Thing. Okay, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, in first grade, um, this guy in my class was like, "No, it's a zebra." I'm uh, like, "Okay, technically, <laughs> you're not wrong." Sounds great. What's the frog in the blender one? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's like it's kind of like the black and white and red all over, but it's a frog in a blender. It's like, what sound does it make? No, it's like, what's green and spins really fast or something? A frog in a blender. I don't know. People, I don't know. Bryce knows. I don't know. I'll figure that out so I can put it at least in the description so I'm not just leaving you guys hanging. That's I've never heard that one before. Oh, no. It's just messed up. That was a small town for you. <laughs> no, so that's my, like, fear brace core memory that has then moshed into two which i didn't get over the taily poe thing kind of got over it around 16 yeah um the walking up to the bed when it's dark out maybe three years ago oh that's fair (laughs) i still i'm like i was trying to like sleep with my hand just like out to try and get mia to come so i could touch her Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I can't do this. Because mm-hmm. what if someone just, like, reaches up and just, like, holds my hand? Oh, like, I would foot, freak out. Foot outside of the covers over the bed to this day still. Mm-hmm. No fucking way. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, no, I still am, like, so afraid. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. <clears throat> okay. My fear core memory is so, so scary. Um, I'm excited. I think I've told you this before, but it was when my mom took me to a reptile show, not realizing that I'm absolutely terrified (laughs) of snakes. Like, it's past phobia. Like, it is so bad. It's like a heart attack stopping your tracks. I will go into a panic attack if I think about just, like, coming across a snake too hard. See, I have an aversion to snakes, but I'm not, like, panicked. I'm, I'm afraid because of this situation. And so... 
because we were homeschooled, so you had to go do, like, reptile shows and stuff to get your, like, science credits, um, or just for fun, because that's when the homeschooled kids got socialized. Um, <laughs> Points tracker. <laughs> every time I laugh at the beginning of the episode, and every time we bring up the journey was homeschooled. Well, that's a big part. It's a core memory. <laughs> um, so, yeah. it's like... In the bottom of, like, a rec center. Or basement, I mean, not bottom. <laughs> Is that the base of a rec center? It's, like, the bottom of a building. <laughs> also, the basement. Um, so, it's in the basement, so you had to go down these stairs, and it's in this long, like, rectangular room, and there was two rows of really uncomfortable plastic chairs um, that were really good to, like, pop your back on. But oh, like, like the kids' chairs, like the mm-hmm, blue ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, then there's, like, two rows of, like, like... Eight here, eight here with a little aisle in between. Sure. Um, anyway, not important, but there. And <laughs> so there was one seat open in the front, and there was enough in the back for, like, my brother and sister and my mom to sit in. So they sat in the back, and then I sat in the front all by myself, <laughs> right on the edge of the aisle. And so the person with the snakes was just standing in front of me and was just, like, having them, like, all over her. And she was just like, yeah, so, like, this is a blah, 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 whatever kind of snake. And this is a blah, 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 whatever kind of snake. And then she let them just, like, slither around. I'm like, I'm freaking out. And <laughs> she let them, like, slither around. She put it down on the ground behind me. Like, and just let it, like, slither around. So, I was sitting on the chair. Just, like, I was like this. I was like, Knees to chin. Nope. Like, Same way like, I sat hidden. With- and I was in a sweater. And so, then, she... I can't put my feet on the ground yet. Um, <laughs> so, then, she, like, had a different kind of snake. And she, she was, like, walking around. She's like, oh, like, this is a really friendly snake. Like, do you want to touch it? And I was like... No, I don't want to touch it. Thank you so much for the offer. I was like, no. And so she's like, are you sure? And like brought it closer. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure. And then she's like, no, like touch it. And I was like, okay. So I like pulled my arm way back in my sweater and I just like ran the bottom of my sweater along the snake. scary (laughs) my mom was like and that was the moment that i knew that you were actually afraid of them and i felt so bad (laughs) it was not nice as you should yeah and so then it ends and i've blocked most of that out because it was so scary Mm -hmm. and then my mom must have gotten roped into a conversation with some of the homeschool moms or something. So we, like, had to just stand around and wait for another half an hour. And so I was, like, by the stairs, like, trying to get out of that room as fast as I could. I was like, Mom, let's go. <laughs> she was just, like, talking to people. I was like, please, I want to leave so bad. <laughs> so, well, yeah. so that's why it's probably so ingrained then, is because you just had to relive it and relive it yeah. and relive it. I've thought about that day so many times. Like, I've blocked the snakes out, but I can, like, remember. And it's so scary. See, I'm, like, I'm, like, fairly, I'm, like, I guess, quote-unquote, afraid of snakes. But it's not a phobia by any means. Yeah. I just don't like the idea, like, there's that video of um, venom turning blood into jelly. Ooh, yeah. And I visualize that in the body, and I'm like, wow, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, And then I also don't like the idea that, like, people who have like pet boa snakes and like oh yeah i just like stopped eating and then it just like sleeping with me and it was like it's sizing you up to swallow you whole like i've Uh, watched a boa snake eat an entire deer whole 
No. And like, just, just go, like, that's what scares me about snakes is like, yeah, but, and the fact that I had garter snakes in my bedroom as a kid. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> my mom had to, my mom had to, <laughs> we had a family of garter snakes living in our house and one of them actually like snuck its way, like ate through uh-huh. the wall or something in my closet. There was a hole in the wall in my closet, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... I was young. Like, my mom was still at the point of, like, picking my clothes out for school, kind of young. Um, so, this is not in Alberta? No, this is, okay. in, this is uh, yeah. Good stuff. In Manitoba. Okay. Um, and <laughs> so, it, like, crawled through the wall. There was a hole. I remember seeing the hole, but I didn't... Uh-huh. You were young. You weren't going to be like, oh, snakes live in my walls. Literally, yeah. Yeah. My mom went to, like, open the doors in my walk-in closet there, and there's just, like, a snake curled <sighs> up on the floor. And she looks at it, and it looks at her, and it bolts to the wall, and she's like, <gasps> she was like, what the fuck is in my kid's room? Um, and long story short, my dad spray foamed the hole in the wall. I remember that, too. That's like yeah. such a visual in my mind, too. Um, and turns out we had a family of garter snakes living underneath our front, por- or our back porch, sorry, step, and they would slither like along the house. Because it was, like, I don't know, an older house, so the foundation wasn't fantastic. Yeah. And the water in Manitoba, like, the ground and stuff, we were by so a river. It's so, like, marshy. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's just, like, it shifts a lot and doesn't help and, you know. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's perfect snake. Like, yeah. They, 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 they managed to, to tunnel their way underneath our front cement or our back cement step, and then yeah. there was a family of them there. Yikes. And so my mom then spent, like, the... I'm trying to think of how old I would have been because I was too young. Eh, it's not relevant anyway. <laughs> I was too young to not dress myself. Yeah. But my mom was doing this right up until we moved. Like, she would be catching snakes before we'd have, like, house showings. Ah. Uh. And I was nine when we moved. <laughs> but I thought I'd be dressing myself at nine, like, eight and nine. Well, maybe she was, like, picking out an outfit for, like, a special day or yeah. something. Like, a wedding or something. She was like, you should wear this dress. It was definitely for school, but anyway. Okay. Well, yeah, 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 I forgot that part. Um, that's besides the fact. But yeah. my mom basically spent the next however many months, years possibly, um, catching garter snakes. Oh my goodness. She would open up the back door and there would be like 50 of them laying on the grass sunbathing. <gasps> that's so And they would many. all scatter towards the front. Like, there was a family of them. You would have shit your pants turned. Oh, yeah. 100%. I would have either burnt the house down or moved <laughs> immediately. I would have been like, Bryce, you can deal with that. I will not be home. Ever. This house is dead to me. Good luck. <laughs> like, bye. No, my mom had to catch. And, and so I used to find it fun. Like, I didn't like the snakes themselves, but I loved their skin. And so I used That's to wear fair. like when they would molt is kind of fun. I used to wear like snakeskin around my neck and call myself Cleopatra. That's so why creepy. Cleopatra. I don't know. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> I wear like a scarf and I'd bring it into show and tell. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> this is like memory of my mom. We caught a she caught a pregnant garter snake and well, let me tell you those things were feisty. <laughs> Because she just put them in rubbernade bins. Oh, and I don't like it. I don't out. like it. And so I was with her for that one. We drove with her for remo- like getting rid of this or driving away this pregnant garter snake. And just in the backseat of the van, you could hear thud, thud, <gasps> thud. This mom was throwing herself oh. against the rubbernade bin trying to get out. And then my mom carried her out, tipped the bin sideways, kind of pulled the lid off and like ran backwards. Yeah. And we watched the snake crawl up 
the side of the <gasps> bin and just like look Ew. and then turn around and slither away she was fiery i'm going to i hope you guys know i'm gonna have so many nightmares tonight <laughs> okay that's so scary i hate that my sister stepped on the snake at school a couple weeks ago <laughs> my dad got bit by a snake in australia that's where all the scary ones are yeah he had to like, go to the hospital was it poisonous uh-huh yikes he was young he had to go like I, I can't remember if someone had to suck venom out of him like at the oh, site yeah, you did tell me this or if they just made it to the hospital in time but like yeah they were on a hike and he got bit by a snake on a log a bump on a log but he was like young because he was he did first grade in australia Oh wow! Okay, mm-hmm. I was picturing like eighteen, kind of like going to Australia for fun. No, like 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 little like childhood. Little. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's really scary. Yeah. Okay. Let's pick a different topic. <laughs> Which emotion next? <laughs> Not fear. <laughs> okay. What's something that you think has shaped your personality then? Um, something okay. that's happened to you that. Well. That you held for a while or still hold. It's. It's a very positive memory. Um, we used to have naps every day, all the time. And so I we were in the Burgundy house in Bentley. And um, I was in the yellow, my yellow bedroom. That's a core memory for me. Yellow walls in every house. I hated it. What? Okay, I liked my yellow walls. But oh my goodness, I changed no. It. I was so excited when we moved to the farm and I could paint my room not yellow. Um... <laughs> And so, this whole room is just a core memory for me. And so, I was just like... Sidetrack. Did you paint it blue? Yeah. Uh, blue and... Two different shades of blue and then purple and green. Okay. That's so funny. My first... <laughs> my, my bedroom... My childhood bedroom was yellow. Yeah. We moved to Alberta. Yeah. The first color I painted my bedroom was blue. Oh, my god. And then purple. Yep. And then red. Oh. And now taupe. Yeah. Besides the fact. Okay. Continue. No, it's like... Because we moved when um, that, like, teal and, um, like, a darker blue and then the lime green and the purple were all the colors of everything. That was my sister's bedroom. Yeah. So, that was my bedroom. Um, <laughs> and I had robin egg blue. Oh, I love robin egg blue. And I had zebra, like, a blue and black zebra bed sheet. Oh, okay. I was kind of similar, but it was circles and it had lime green and purple in it as well. This <laughs> is from Walmart. We still have it. It's great. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I was in the burgundy house in my yellow bedroom, and I was, it was nap time, and so I was supposed to be sleeping, but I wasn't tired, so um, I was reading this, like, Disney Mickey Mouse book, Okay. and my mom caught me, and I thought I was going to get in so much trouble, because I wasn't napping, and she was like, oh, you're just reading, and I was like, yeah, like, I just, I wasn't tired, I didn't want to, and she's like, oh, okay, like, just be quiet, you're good to go, and I was like, Oh my goodness. So then I thought that was a get out of jail free card. And so every nap time I would just be like reading. I'm like, no, it's okay. And then mom would be like, no, you actually have to sleep. Yeah. And so I think that really influenced me because now I think if I just say what I'm doing, I'll just get out a free card and there's like no consequences. So I kind of like, I feel like yeah. it made me feel like I'm more special and like, mm-hmm. I'll just never get in trouble for anything. That's funny that that's what you turned it, like, being honest into, though. I know! Instead of just being like, oh, I was just, like, up front and she wasn't mad. Yeah. You just didn't turn it into, like, 
like a whole facet of my personality. That's where my people pleasing comes from. But yeah, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just reading. I'm not tired at all. That's fun. I know. And so then I hated naps from that day forward. I mean, I hated naps too. Yeah. I did this. <laughs> I did this fun thing as a kid. There's no way my parents didn't know this fucking happening. Like, they totally just let it slide. Yeah. So I had this, like, personality trait when I was a kid um, where I just couldn't walk in my house. I had to roller skate everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got spare roller skates from Valley Village, and they were just the shit. Yeah. There's, like, Christmas photos of me standing in pajamas with roller skates on because I had them beside my bed. And I refused to go outside because the gravel road sucked. Oh, yeah, especially with rollerblades. Yeah. So when you have a bungalow with hardwood floors, you zoom from one side to the other. Yes, you do. And so <laughs> I have this memory. I did the same thing. Like, when I didn't want to sleep, mm-hmm. um, I would go to the study and I would, like, read. Yeah. Um, and so I put on... <laughs> I had them beside my bed. I would literally put them on. My parents were watching TV at night. I'm supposed to be asleep. My sister's, like, in her room. I'm assuming asleep. Yeah. And I'm, like, wheels on, hunched down, using my fingers to move myself from my bedroom, <laughs> which is on the one end of the house, past That's my parents. That's gotta be so loud. Into the study. <laughs> and so it's just, like, this, like, quiet wheel, like, rolling up the hardwood. And I'm just I going, hear- like... <laughs> when you're breathing so light as a kid you're like trying to hold your breath but you're running out of oxygen so you gotta do the yeah (laughs) (laughs) and right past my parents right beside the couch there's no way they didn't know but they just like let it happen (laughs) my dad walks into the study and is like you gotta go to bed (laughs) so I take my wheels I crouch and I finger walk myself back to my bedroom (laughs) I love that. Oh Oh my goodness. No, I think that really influenced how much I like reading. Yeah. As well. Because I I always have been reading ever since I was like two. Okay. Always had a book in my hand. We have a video of um, when Graylin was born. I was sitting on the couch with my my, um, Dick and Jane book. Mm -hmm. And I was like reading it. And I was just like sitting on the couch. And dad's like, are you excited for your little brother? And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. But I was With like, the book in hand. Yeah, I was just like reading. I was like, can you please stop interrupting me? Like, I'm trying to read here. Oh, no, but I was see, two. I was like, admire. Oh, I was two, too, when my, sister, yeah. when, they, my, when my sister was born. And there's a video of me. I'm just like leaning against like her, the carrier that she was in. And I'm like, baby Annika. And oh. I was just so stoked to have a sister. <laughs> That's sweet. That made me remind. That. That made me remind. That made. <laughs> that made Take me. Two. <laughs> Uh, that made me remember um, where my sensory issues came from. Okay. So we were all home births. And so when my brother was born, um, I was so excited to have a baby brother that I just ran and jumped into like the birthing pool with him. And my mom is so gross looking back on it. But I was like, yay! And I just, like, gave him a big... Like, I was just, like, on him, like, touching him and just, like, Mm -hmm. so excited. But he was so slimy. (laughs) (laughs) And just disgusting, because a fresh baby is not nice. Um, So I think that's where my sensory issues come from. That could be fun. Yeah, I could see that. Because that was, like... Well, because it'd be emotionally jarring. Yeah, it was, like, because I was so excited... And then it was just, like, shot down because he was so gross. That's fair. Yeah. 
my like little anger is issues came from a few other things. So in first grade, there was this girl who had the same name as me, um, different spelling, but same name. Yeah. And long story short, she invited everyone to her birthday party except for me. And I was like so hurt by it. Fair enough. Because my like her mom would babysit us yeah. and stuff too. And so I would hang out with her all the time and then I just wasn't invited to her birthday party. Yeah, rude. And so that like threw me for a little spin there. I was like, that's fun. <laughs> um and so like being excluded. I think that was like that became a big personality point. Yeah. And there's like times all along my up like my like life yeah i was like i was gonna say upbringing but like even to this day yeah or even it's like now if i like my fomo <laughs> yeah is huge because of that because, because of i've that. like been excluded or i've been targeted just for existing right like people don't like me i walk into a room and people don't like me i've have five friends two of which who are like we're close friends mm-hmm. who openly admitted they hated me the minute i walked into the room right and i'm like why and it's like I just well, existed. Even, like we were both shy of each other. Standoffish. <laughs> it's not shy. I was not sh- like shy about you, but yeah, I was like, was oh, like, she got a stick up her ass. And I was like, oh, she's uh, one of those people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just both like were standoffish with each other. Yeah. And then we started talking. <laughs> and then we realized, oh my gosh, we're the same person. <laughs> literally oh yeah but um no and so i've had like things like that or this is that other girl who um basically i'm in like second or third grade for this one yeah i'm at recess i'm playing i get called in by the principal and in this little doorway of like the school like you know like before you go outside or whatever the little in between doorway yeah um there's the principal, my mom, this girl, and her mom. And they're, like, all staring at me, and they're all very stern and serious. Yeah. And they're like, Michaela, you need to be honest. And I'm like, yeah, what? Why take me away from recess? Yeah. I was having fun with my brat dolls. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and they're like, did you call so-and-so an elephant? And I'm like no yeah and my mom so mad (laughs) she was like ready to rail me she was like i am taking your ass down she had no faith in her daughter yeah for not calling this girl an elephant oh my goodness um and all i did was i looked at everyone i looked at my mom and i was like i was homesick that day yeah and my mom's face immediately was like oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah she was (laughs) and there have been like instances like that along the way where i'm just like not liked for no reason and then not believed for no reason that's so crazy like when i was first allergic to shellfish my mom's like no "No, you had too much sugar and i'm like (laughs) i'm very allergic to shrimp yeah but no no i had too much sugar and that's why i was throwing up immediately after consuming it and that's why my tongue was itchy yeah definitely and then in the east coast i had lobster same Uh. reaction but no no i'm not allergic (laughs) no no couldn't be that would never be Mm -mm. okay so i have a question for you then okay um what i don't know if you'd know the answer to this but like is there a difference between like favorite memories and core memories 
Because mm. I feel like yeah, they're well, very, like I had a hard time separating. I think favorite. Me- I I think there is a slight one. I mean, I guess it could be a combo, right? But I think a favorite memory often brings you joy or is like fun it's, to look back on or is comforting. Yeah, it's just a, whereas, like, like a different emotion, kind of. Yeah. Whereas like a core memory, I think then shapes how you go about in the world in some way. Right. Right. So a fear, like you will never go near another snake. Uh, nope. Right. Mm-mm. So that's going to shape how you go about in the world. Right. But, um, I don't know. You getting Mia. Yeah. It's not going to shape how you go about about in the world. No, but, but it's, it's going to be a favorite, favorite memory. Okay. Yeah. Comforting. That makes right? sense. Like my roller skates. Yeah. doesn't shape how it was about in the world. You don't still roller skate. But I still think it's funny to look back on that. I did everything in my house on roller <laughs> skates. Yeah. Because I would not walk. I love that. I like the opposite. I of went down the stairs in roller skates, Journey. Like, did you, like, butt scooch or did you, like, actually just, like, I would like sideways. jump? Like, oh, sideways, like, step yeah. sideways. Okay, yeah. that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. I mean, I had a d- dingy basement. That's also, oh, my basement... Bumps up my fears of basements. Because we had this, like, really small... In the garter snake house? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, We had this really wicked crawl space in the basement. Yeah. And by wicked, I mean absolutely terrifying. And so I have memories of, like, watching my dad and his buddies, like, set the pool table down there with my (laughs) Black Eyed Peas Discman, like, headphones in, (laughs) listening to, like... Ah. Is it Monkey Business, the blue album? Oh, I don't know. It's not Ella Funk. I think it's... Or is Monkey Business the red and then Elephant is the blue? Either way. Yeah. Listening to, like, Where is the Love on my disc bin, sitting on the steps, <laughs> looking at my dad and his friends, like, saying up this. I love And that. then looking at the crawl space and being like, mm-mm, no, no. ma'am. Really? Back upstairs. That's so cool. And so I've had, like, an aversion to basements. Yeah. <laughs> since then. Hmm. Like, I would never have my bedroom in a basement, ever. My bedroom's always been in the basement. Uh, no, that's, no, thank you. I loved it. Mm-mm. I need, like, a story of space in between me and the ground. Oh, interesting. See, like, my bedroom's always been in the basement, but when I, like, picture living in a house as an adult, I want a basement as a play area for kids, but I want all of the living spaces to be main floor and upstairs. Mm-hmm. Because I'm never going to use the basement. I'm never going to go downstairs. Yeah. Not because I'm afraid. I just don't feel like I would use that space. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah fun stuff yeah yeah i was just because i was like okay is this just a fun story that i want to tell or is it something that actually shaped who i am no i think that's like a favorite memory yeah less than a core right like i mean so even my like book story yeah it doesn't shape who i am i just think it's funny to like reflect on okay yeah right and so i guess yeah even you're just like favorite memories can be like there's no set definition to what a core memory is or isn't really I didn't actually look at that. I think I did, and it was very difficult. Let's see. What's the University of Google say? What What came up when you Googled that? <laughs> Magnetic core memory was the predominant form of random access computer memory for 20 years between 1955 and 1975. Why is computers the first things that come up? That's oh, fine. I guess, like, core. On Urban Dictionary, <laughs> a core memory is a reference from the Pixar film Inside Out. Because I feel like Did it wasn't it really then? a term until Inside Out kind of, like, brought it to light. Core memories are created when a person experiences a certain event that defines one of their behavioral traits. 
Oh, spicy. It's Riley. Oh, okay. It's the name of the girl. Something pure till you remember until the end of your days. When you think of it, you get a special kind of happiness. They or are fear. often made accidental, and that's why it makes it so beautiful. Oh, that's adorable. Because I feel like all of my like core memories are from when I was just little. Like I feel like I don't have many like core memories. Like I feel like as an adult, as an adult, because I feel like enough time hasn't passed for them to be thought of as core memories. No, ma'am. My, I have like I held the core memory like when I stopped being afraid of being alone yeah in, in bali that yeah, is a that's core memory very for me. influential when i stared at the door of the restaurant i was like i was like totally cool okay that is a core memory because that then shaped how i how i carry myself now right because otherwise i was <laughs> that's what I mean. a lot more like you i was a lot more afraid and i was a lot more anxious yeah and i came out in ways and whatnot but now i am like so secure in being alone yeah that like Haley Poe doesn't bug me, <laughs> right? Yeah. I can go to my cabin and I can be cool. I'm always a bit paranoid because, like, I don't trust people. Yeah. Um, But I love my own company and I'm able to entertain myself for, like, hours. Right. Days. Yeah. Shit, I could probably go a month on my own. I'd be totally cool with it. Wow. <laughs> it's not that I'm not okay with being alone. It's just that I get bored. I create things. I know, but I have to, like, get to a certain level of boredom in order to create things. Like, I... (laughs) When I just wanted to, like, be so away from people, I went to my cabin, and at the cabin, not everything is, like, up to par, right? Things are nice and shiny and new, and so (laughs) there was this, like, axe that I went to chop wood with because it got cold, and there's this, like, mechanism my grandpa set up on this tree stump where you just, like, lift this weight and it just drops, Oh, or there's cool. this axe that you swing, yeah. but the head wasn't glued onto the handle. Oh, no. And so I was like, I'm not touching that thing. Yeah, okay. And so I spent like two hours chopping wood with this like weight thing. Oh, my goodness. Because <laughs> I hit a knot, and so it wouldn't chop. <gasps> and yep. so I then entertained myself for hours trying to chop the stupid knot thing because now I couldn't get it off of the... <laughs> the weight axe. There's the log on the bottom. Like, I can't break this apart, but so I need to get it off. Yeah. And so, yeah, entertain myself for hours is no issue. Yeah. Or I'll, like, hyper-focus on, like, a piece of art. Yeah. Or something. Or organizing something. Yeah. Heck, I even, like, brought out the old, like... So our VHS player broke in, like, the big TV, like, the main TV area. Mm-hmm. And so I went searching for, like, the small little, like, box TV that makes, like, a loud, like, staticky noise when oh, it's yeah, on. And it. You can, like, feel it on your face, like, the static. Yeah, and you, like, go to touch the screen yeah. and feel funny. Yeah. Yeah. And so I watched VHS tapes on that TV oh in the living room upstairs, and it was, yeah. Yeah. That's a... So, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where that came from, but... Just, yeah, being alone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, another question that I have for you is, can dreams be core memories? See, that's funny, though, because I think dreams can be influential, right? Such as the Taylor Poe memory. Yeah. But I don't think dreams necessarily, like, what you dream isn't... It's always an interpretation or a creation of something you've already, like, experienced. Yeah. Like, for example, you have a dream of a stranger kidnapping you, right? Mm -hmm. The person you dream of who's kidnapping you, you've seen 
that face before or yeah, parts you can't of a face create and you, a face yeah like you've created you can maybe mix parts and stuff but like yeah you've seen this thing in real life before and for whatever reason it, your subconscious has latched onto it and now it's bringing it out in dreams yeah and i think dreams can be really um eye-opening mm-hmm. like when you actually pay attention to it like if you're going through a crisis in life there's a lot that your like dreams can tell you and help you out with yeah we should actually do a dream episode that would be really interesting oh, fully. yeah and i would like to have like a, a specialist or whatever oh, source that would to be have, so cool like someone who is studying because there's not any solid evidence on dreams like it's a big question in psychology and stuff yeah um because there's, you can't really gauge it right yeah, everything is different yeah but I have so many, like, vivid deja vu dreams. Yeah. But before I even meet people. Oh, okay. Which is weird, because, like, well, even at, like, where we work now, mm-hmm. I was working with you, and I said, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I dreamt this already. Yeah. It was so small. It was, like, me looking out a window and the deer walking across at the same time. Yeah. And it was me standing somewhere very mm-hmm. specific, too, because yeah. I remember you telling me this. I'm like, you're there. I look here, this, I, like, I dreamt this, yeah. like, two months ago. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, like, but exactly, if I dreamt it, though, I already know where I am, and I already know what can happen. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you met me at that point, so it's, like, just making a scenario in a place where it's, like, likely to happen. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, so that's a whole uh, separate issue from what you asked, though. But I think things like that, like, because I dreamt that and i recognized that i dreamt that mm-hmm. months before it happened yeah um i then have interpreted it as like oh i'm on the right path oh, and so for okay. me it's kind of core yeah because every time that happens um i know i'm on the right path right but is that my own interpretation or is that the dream itself that's the well, issue or is it something completely different yeah like is it deja vu is it someone actually speaking to you Mm -hmm. versus just like a regular old dream kind of thing yeah yeah but no i think i think dreams can like exaggerate um core memories and transform like again the whole memory being like very fragile yeah Um, perception as a whole is really fragile yeah but the back and forth i think it's like the combo of that engraving right that gets reacted reacted that's not right reenacted reactivated reactivated i don't know <laughs> what am i trying to say <laughs> anyways it gets activated again while you're dreaming but it's oh, actually okay. interesting to see on like mri scans if that if your memory if like your hippocampus and amygdala and all that yeah if it is actually active while you're dreaming while you're dreaming oh that was i very can't remember yeah. I, we talked about it very briefly and in studies but like yeah in an educational facility you can't really talk about a theory yeah all that much um yeah definitely need some so it'd be interesting to see scans on dream and dream work as a whole yeah because i well i asked because like i have this nightmare hmm. that i've had multiple times that i remember so vividly that I've stuck had a couple with of me since i've been like since i was little and i've had a couple of those and so i'm like it's one of my clearest like memories so what is it let's try to break it down okay um <laughs> unless you don't want to do that well no i say okay like that because it's so wild almost are one of my one of my recurring dreams is me and my cousin in hamster balls in her house getting chased by a madman 
Okay. Why are we in hamster balls? <laughs> Just to leave with Kayla. Yeah. So it starts off with a group of like men who are like my dad's friends, but not really. Yeah. And so they're all standing around this giant old like lazy boy chair that's like one of the like fabric ones. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like on like a rubbish pile. And so the person like gets on the chair and they get like exploded. Or, like, shot up into the air or whatever. And so then they're like, oh, my goodness, it's Journey's turn. But if I do it, I die. Yeah. So I'm afraid to go on the chair and get exploded. So I run away. And so I'm running down in the ditch down this gravel road. And I come across this little, like, cute little, like, camper trailer. Shoot. Um, (laughs) So I come across this cute little camper trailer. And it turns into, like an ice cream truck side so there's like a like a visor or like an awning thing that like comes up so there's like a window there and so i stick my hand in because all of a sudden i'm wearing these mittens and i need to go to this trailer to get my running shoes so i can run faster and so i'm wearing this mitten with like a snap on the end of it it's one of those ones that you can like take off and it's like a mitten and then you put it on just like a glove and there's like a snap on the end okay and i stick my hand in the window and my grandma who's a mouse but like a big mouse, <laughs> she has the other mitten. And so when she snaps my mitten, I'm safe. Mm-hmm. And so that's how she gets me in there. And then I'm like searching for my shoes while all the bad guys are like trying to like get me. Okay. And then that's as far as I can remember. And sometimes if I like wake up and then I can go back to it and then I can get out and try and run away. Oh, but my brother's there as a little baby. And so I'm trying to like protect him and save him. And while my grandma's, like, trying to get them, like, oh, no, they're not here, while holding her hand behind her back, like, with the snap on my snap mitten while I'm trying to tie my shoes. Huh. Yeah. It's, I've had that dream so many times. It is clear as day. So, I guess breaking it down, the only thing I really think of is, like, is there been any time, like, your dad's friends where you felt, like, uneasy and that's why you need to run away or whatever? Not that I can think of before I've had, because I don't have any memories before this dream interesting yeah so otherwise i don't know why it's if it's created or whatnot but the only it's thing like, i can think of is something like that like running away i mean also when you look up in dream interpretation right yeah it could be like something that's been trying to like a lesson that's been trying to reach you yeah that you haven't faced maybe like why like, are you running away from your problems why are you not facing the uncomfortable well, and it's thing like, right what do i even begin to google well, if you want to talk... Like, what does my grandma as a mouse mean with a snap mitten that's knitted? Symbolism of mouse. Symbolism of... Like... Blank. And it's a specific grandma. Yeah. It's so weird. What's your relationship with said grandma? Yeah. Is it is it comforting or is it not? One thing you touched on, though, that I think is really interesting is the whole protection thing about your brother. Yeah. Because I'm, I've had it many... I've had many dreams of, like, my parents dying. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And I mean, I go into survival mode. How am I going to take care of my sister? How are we going to be okay? Yeah. And I, I like that daydream dream. that. Yeah. Or I like go into panic mode. I'm like, oh my goodness, my mom didn't answer my text message. What do I have to do? Well, the thing is, I don't go into panic mode. I oh. just go into like mission, head down, oh, work that's hard. Panic mode. <laughs> that's panic. You. <laughs> that would panic me. But it would be like, okay, what do I need to get done to yeah. make this happen? Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I think you have to look, look, look up the symbolism, right? Because a lot of people with some reoccurring dreams, right? A specific person as a monster, for example. Yeah. What's your relationship with that person? 
But it's weird because she... Sorry. She wasn't a monster. I know. She was a safe place. Well, she was, but I mean, like, someone else. Like, if, if say, for oh, example, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. molested by someone, and then you dream of that person as, like, a right. dark creature trying to get you, right? Yeah. Like, that's when that's, you know it's, like, yeah. it's a trauma response, right? Definitely. So, um, I, yeah. Yeah, and so I was just, like, because when I was thinking core memories, this is such a vivid memory that I was, like, can it count as a core memory? Most symbolism is centered on the idea of having the ability to accomplish anything in life regardless of your size. That's so sweet. Because <laughs> I was so little when I had that dream and I had to do so many things to get away from those bad guys. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. Of a mitten? Is that what your other thing is? Yeah. Was it the mitten or the glove that was more influential? Because it's a glove. But it's one of the gloves that, like, you can, like, pull the end down to make it so your fingers are loose. Mm -hmm. And then put it back. Five meaning of mittens. Mittens are a symbolism of, like, comfort and togetherness. Whereas gloves are alone, right? Oh. Gloves are, like, standalone. So it's almost like you were craving, like, a comfort of sorts, right? Like, if that mouse, like, you can accomplish anything. Knitting, I think, is very, like, a homemade touch. Yeah. And then mittens is, like, a togetherness kind of thing. I don't know. It's weird. I think about it all the time. It's really weird. (laughs) Because I've been trying to figure out what the heck it means. Yeah. And where it came from. And why it has been, was so influential in my childhood. Like, I haven't had that dream in a really long time. Mm Mm-hmm. But there was a while where I could, like... It was happening a lot. And then if That's I went... When, like, we pay attention to reoccurring dreams, like, when they happen like that, though. Yeah. Because there is something... If you can break it down to enough points and pull something out of it, like, something's trying to tell me something... Yeah. Could be that. Like, I, again, I have the fear thing of, like, my parents dying and me having to take care of my sister. Yeah. Um, but then I have other, like, some creepy dreams where I have to run away from this person and, like, just a bunch of other, like, various stuff. Yeah. That, um, that's a nice term. Various stuff. Various You're stuff. welcome for that detailed description on my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, because I feel like half of it was I had just learned what reoccurring dreams were. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I want to have a reoccurring dream. Oh, I've had this one twice. Let's make that my reoccurring dream. And so that I yeah. would like make it happen. I would like go to bed thinking about it and then dream it. Mm-hmm. Because I have weird controls over my dreams sometimes. That's fun. It's, this is just turning into a dream episode. I know. Um, but then also, I don't remember enough around when I had that dream to, like, break it down any further. Yeah. I was quite little. I don't know. My mom will tell me. Maybe she'll listen and be like, oh, it was this. There's nothing really informational in this episode. <laughs> it was basically us just talking, but I feel like that's okay because I feel like mm-hmm. last week was kind of heavy. Yeah, it was very hefty. So, yeah. Do you have any other fun tidbits of information? Um, <laughs> I have a lot written down here. Yeah. Um, I was brainstorming core memories, and a lot of it was things that where I was like... Um, left out, excluded, singled out, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Who broke Michaela. Yeah. Comments like that. Um, for wearing all black to school. Being accused of being a bully. Um, and then all of that, I think, then in turn, 
in turn um, manifested in a lot of like anger mm-hmm. and a lot of like resentment. I'm like, well, screw this. I don't want to be here. Like, yeah, this tough bitch attitude kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Now, I'm very much like comforted by it. Or also the thought of, like, loss. Like, I've lost so many relatives, so I've just, like, gone through a release. Right. Um, right now, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is really teaching me patience. <laughs> Everything in my yes. life right now, I have been yes, wondering. Yes, yes. I'm like, the two questions I've been asking the most is, like, who hurt you or who raised you? Because <laughs> everyone I've encountered has been fuming i've been so mad (laughs) so like the universe is teaching me like chill take a deep breath don't get so mad that you get dizzy yeah literally (laughs) that's intense that's been a thing recently but that's also a mood yeah um some other i guess like you know basic core memories and this thing it could be favorite a lot of lake time Mm -hmm. um or a lot of my trips spending my 21st birthday in poland like that's a really cool memory of mine um playing basketball until like 4 a.m with one of my friends in Kelowna. oh fun while talking about life yeah um <laughs> the first person i can truly say i had like a, a crush on or whatnot like that moment when we like locked eyes like that oh, yeah. was also a lot of like it was just a very like yeah things that you reflect on quite a bit um but it wasn't anything like I don't know if I would say that's core, because I, I wouldn't say that, like, influences how I go about in the world. It's just things that, like, it's like, oh, yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah. You know? They were important memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I really liked painting rocks at the cabin. Yeah. Um, I laughed at the fact that my friend, I took her to the cabin, and she went to get out to get rocks, and she cut her foot on a rock. Oh, nice. <laughs> like a true city girl. <laughs> yep, 100%. Bring her up to nature, and she slices her foot open. and And so, like... Her hanging with her foot outside of the kayak while we're kayaking back to the cabin, <laughs> and her foot just like dropping blood, and like so oh, that's no. like a funny, yeah. a funny memory and stuff, things like that. Yeah. Um, my panic attack before moving to Helsinki. Oh yeah. Like that was like a little like. <gasps> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So like that's the thing. Like half of them I think are core because they have like shaped who I am, and the other half are just like, oh, just, that was fun. That was cute. Yeah. You, no, you have fair. anything final notes here of yours? Not really. I covered all the ones that I like wanted to talk about. All the other ones were just like um not like yeah, well if I say like they're really formative memories, um, but that's a core memory. Um <laughs> but like there's this one time where um we were being babysat and um my brother and his buddy who was the brother of the girl who's babysitting us so they would pretty much just all come over and be just like a giant play date um they wanted to go quadding and i was like yeah sure like like if you guys think that's safe like whatever we weren't really sure what to do because there's no parents so they wore their helmets and they were fine and then when mom and dad got home they were obviously livid like (laughs) fair enough um that's super dangerous but they were really mad at me because they said that they told me that that was off limits. And to this day, they did not speak to me about that before they left. Huh. There was no, like, you're not allowed to do this at all, ever. Huh. And so they're, like, adamant that they did, and I'm adamant that they didn't, and it's, we will never agree on it. <laughs> but we got in so much trouble, and so then the whole next day, we spent 
moving dirt. And that was a very, very formative memory. And that's why I hate doing farm work. Hmm. Because it was always associated with punishment. A formative memory for me is my grandpa hiding Easter eggs in the llama's pen and me going, no way. (laughs) That's valid. No, sir. (laughs) Yep. I sent my cousins there to get my eggs for me and I went back and carried on. (laughs) Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. It's very different than that, but yeah. I don't know. I could talk about memories for like hours and hours and hours and hours, but here we are. Yeah. So I feel like we need to wrap it up because we are at like an like hour, an hour. now. Yeah. Um, okay. Any final notes? Nope. No. Nope. Well, I think this one thing that I wanted to mention was like, um, when you think of a core memory with a different like context or different feelings, like if you bring up like maybe a sad core memory in a time where you're feeling like happy or like calm or whatever, you can kind of like change the emotion around what you feel about it. And I noticed that with the Joan Soda uh, memory, because as soon as my mom, like, apologized and was like, I'm so sorry, like, I didn't realize that affected you that much, it's become less of an important part of my life. That's called exposure therapy, Jern. No, it's not, Michaela. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. It's called changing your... Cognitive behavioral (laughs) therapy. It's literally, that's the whole premise of... Therapy. And during, right before we filmed this episode, she just, like, talked about how she hated, like, exposure therapy and whatnot. Well, yeah, you because think, you my think version of exposure therapy is sitting in a room that I can't get out of with snakes slithering all around me. That's <laughs> technically also exposure therapy. And it was terrifying. Okay. <laughs> no, because it's not therapeutic. That's a torture device. <laughs> yes, 100%. It's, you have to ease into things like that, right? And so, yeah. I guess maybe that's more cognitive behavioral, but it's the whole premise of a lot of, like a lot of therapy is like changing your perceptions around an event. Yeah. Everything is perception and perception is malleable and that's why nothing in life is real and that's what sends me into a spiral sometimes <laughs> yeah. when I think about it too hard. 100%. Um yeah. But no, yeah, you can shift it cuz like memory yeah. is malleable and every time it goes through it engraves deeper he hear her it engraves deeper into your brain yeah the ridges get deeper and so that's the memory is because you're acting you're activating it but it has more time to slip up the the more you recall it yeah and so things that you can bring things back with it you can associate things that's why things get combined and jumbled and your brain is actively trying to like to forget things yeah and so sometimes it just will combine things just to save space yeah speak i mean fair enough Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to do a quick little segment. Yeah. Hopefully this doesn't take too long. We could just do a couple. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, so basically we're going to do this like... Like a word association game. Yeah. I think... I don't know if there's an actual term for it or not. Yeah, I think fun. Got any fun names? We were just going to do a random word generator for this segment. Oh, Oh. <laughs> Call this random word generator. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot actually because basically we just come up with random words. Yeah, basically the whole premise of it is that I have a random word generator on my phone right now. Um, and it's going to give us a word, and we have to both say something that relates to that word. Yeah. And find a connection. Until yeah. we say the same word. Yeah. Right? So we have to find the connection between the words that we say then after and then kind of just list staircase down it. Until we say the same word. Yep. 
So we'll see how this goes. And I'm really bad at these kind of games because I'll like wait until you say something and then I'll say the word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> All right. So generate. Um, dressing. Is okay. The word. Okay. Three, two, one. Salad. salad. Okay, that was easy. <laughs> We're really good at this game. <laughs> All right. Uh, next word. Black. Okay. Three, two, two one. one coffee. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Cafe. Brown? <laughs> I don't know if coffee and cats can both be brown. Okay. Um, three, three, two, two one, one espresso. Latte. Oh, close. Close. Okay. Three, three two, two, one, one coffee. You can't say it again. Didn't see? you say coffee already? You can't say it again? No. I said, I said cafe and I said coffee at first. Yeah. You have to pick a different word. Oh. Okay. So where are we at? Espresso and latte? Yeah. You can't say milk now. Though, I know. I can't. Um, three, two, two one, one, art. Oh, I was going latte art. <laughs> okay. Right. We have to find a similarity between work and art. Yeah. Three, two, two. one, artist. A Sarah? <laughs> oh, God. A person. Um, uh-oh. Three, three two, two, one, one movies. Talented? Oh. Because she's working on movies. Oh, but she's incredibly talented. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Three, two, one. one. Director? Actor. I was going to say something like that. Actor. Oh, crap. I don't think we're getting anywhere <laughs> close. Okay. Actor and director. Three, two, two one. one. Hollywood. Producer. <laughs> We started off so strong. I don't know. I'm running out of words. Hollywood and producer? Okay. Um, Three, two, one. Los studios. Angeles. Okay. <laughs> All right. Three, um, three two, two, one. one Culver City. What? Culver City. There's a lot of studios for production in Culver City. I didn't know that was a In Los place. Angeles. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Can we have a different word? <laughs> I'm giving up on this one. <laughs> yeah, we'll do one more. Advice. Oh my gosh. Okay. Three, two, two one. one. Friends. Um, I panicked. Okay. Because panic came to my mind. <laughs> okay. So, so panic. Friends and panic. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. Podcast. Journey. <laughs> Okay. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Sometimes Shabbat is last. I'm not ending it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Court Memories. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Jude. We are Sometimes Shabbat is last. Oh, um, thanks for watching. And if you made it this far, be sure to give us a like, a comment, a review. We love the support. We love it. Um, and let us know if there's any topics you want to hear. Yes. Um, this one is a little bit... And which type of episode? I want to know because yeah. our last one was very informational. Yeah. And this one is very personal. Yeah. Is there a preference? Is the mix good? Yeah. 
is... What are you feeling? Yeah. What would you like? I guess not the last one, because I guess we'll have, um... Alexis in between. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of Alexis as the last one. Because I guess we've had a couple kind of heavy ones. Well, that was really personal, though. I'm, I'm thinking more, like, do you like our sad episode, or do you like this episode more? Yeah. One like a more, more educational like, versus, like, yeah. chatty. Pondering life. I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll probably end up doing a mix anyways, but let us know what yeah. you like better. Yeah. For fun. Exactly. And, uh... Yeah. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now. TGFN. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>